It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. And on that note, I'm going to start here by delivering what I always thought was should be just the perfect holiday message. I don't mind when somebody says happy holidays. Some people get grumpy and go, you mean Merry Christmas. Well, actually, during this time of year, there's several holidays happening at once. And if you're unsure of what that person celebrates, then just say happy holidays. Because in some cases, you might say Merry Christmas to someone who's Jewish or whatever else. You know, to just, you know, whatever it is. Wish them a happy something. I'm not a bah humbug person. I'm not the person who's that into Christmas where I'm hanging all sorts of lights and trees. And but I do, like a lot of people, enjoy the season. So you go ahead and enjoy it too. Whatever holiday you're celebrating, or not, if you don't celebrate any kind of holiday. And then, I mean, I even know atheists who enjoy Christmas. Just don't get grumpy about it. And, of course, here comes the news media that think they have to find controversy in everything. And so they go looking for the extremists out there. Yeah, the woke crowd is one of the big ones. But all sorts of extremists out there with extremist opinions because they have to give you some kind of controversy during the holiday season. The vast majority of people out there are having a great time. The vast majority of people are enjoying the holidays. And again, I say holidays because there's several happening at once right now. And everybody's having a good time. And one of the things that I always drove me nuts, I mean, really since it began... The idea that you can't wish somebody a Merry Christmas or a Hanukkah or whatever else it might be because, well, what if they're not of that faith and you might offend them? Well, then they can learn to get a better attitude. Yeah, I. It shouldn't be offensive to somebody. If somebody is Jewish, they shouldn't be offended that people are celebrating Christmas and vice versa. Go enjoy yourself. Have a good time. For those people who preach diversity all the time, this is actually a very American thing. Yeah, we are a great melting pot of all sorts of different civilizations from all over the globe. And so people come with their own traditions. And that's fine. And in America, which is a free country, you're allowed to celebrate whatever it is you want to celebrate. It's your own tradition. Go ahead and do it. Make up one if you want. That's fine. This is the time of year for doing it. We're coming up on our new year. And this is the time of year when people get together and celebrate these things. So do that. And if somebody is celebrating something then that's different than you, then wish them a happy whatever. Good wishes, in other words. Something nice. Say something nice to them. That's basically what you're doing. That's all you have to do. The idea that you can't say it because you might offend someone. No, you should say it. Even if you wish somebody a happy whatever and they're not of that faith, that's okay. The intent was good. And that's what really matters there. So, no, I don't get upset when somebody wishes me a happy whatever it might be, and I'm not that. I don't care. They're trying to do something nice. 
during a holiday season. And I'm all in favor of that. So when, and of course around Christmas time, we always have to get the same stories. Like in Halloween, they always have to try to scare you about Halloween candies. And when it comes to Christmas time, they always have to try to scare you about all sorts of Christmassy things or Hanukkah things. In fact, I never hear scary Hanukkah stories from the news media. Well, whatever other holidays are out there, I don't hear scary stories about them either. So uh, the answer is just ignore the news media and their horror stories because this is what they have to do in order to, they think, remain relevant is provide stories about uh, outrageous people with outrageous opinions that are trying to make you miserable. Have a good time. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. And if your family are people that are not worth being around and they drive you insane, then don't be around them. That's something else I've always kind of wondered about holidays. There are families that there are families out there that don't get along. They just don't get along. And yet they insist on getting together for the holidays because that's what families do. And it's miserable. If these people are making you miserable, don't be around them. This is supposed to be a good time of year. And it's kind of fun to exchange presents and stuff like that. And sometimes somebody will think, oh, I'm going to go ahead and give them a present. But I don't know. And the gift can be kind of lame. And that's okay because they thought about you. And they, they went through the trouble of getting you something. You know, And I think that's a great thing. So, yeah, to me, that's what the holidays really are all about. I enjoy, I hate, I tell you this, I hate Christmas music. But not for the reason you might think. The reason why is when I started radio, it was 1983, and because I was just started, I hadn't. I, uh, my goal was to do what you're hearing right now, but I hadn't reached that stage yet. I was 19 years old, my first radio station, and everything was manually operated. All of the music was manual. All the commercials were manual. Now, around this time of year, people start taking vacation time. And somebody has to fill the on-air shifts. And, of course, the radio station is playing nothing but Christmas music. So I would, because I was young, on my own, just starting out and broke, I needed every every bit of money I could make. So I would take the holidays that everybody else was taking off. Because not only do I get overtime pay, but I get holiday pay. So sometimes I would pull a triple shift. And I did this for several years just because I needed to make the money. Because of that, I had to manually play all of these Christmas songs. And in my mind, there's basically four Christmas songs sung by five different singers, and that's it. And I played them over and over and over again to the point that I would just turn the monitor down and watch the timer to know when the song was coming to an end. Because I, I just couldn't stand it anymore. So for me, when Christmas music comes around, like, all right, turn it off. I don't want to hear the Christmas music. But that's not me being bah humbug. It's just I've heard about enough of the same four songs sung by the same five people. Okay. Other than that, have yourself a great whatever you're celebrating. Okay. Some real news stories coming your way. Some nonsense. Your phone calls. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 
622 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. I-80 John is making me nervous because he started with something nice this morning. Merry Christmas, Glenn. Oh, God. What's wrong, John? What? You you always start off with some sarcastic little jab. He starts off by saying Merry Christmas. Here's some good news for you. I'm glad you know, sometimes reality just slaps people in the right way. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of that. But I like the old saying that a conservative is just a liberal who got mugged. There are quite a few uh, liberals out there who wanted to defund the police. And then they got mugged, literally, and now they want more police. So the, the saying is actually not just some old saying. It's actually true. Right? Then there's this. There's this girl in East L.A., the poor thing. She's being raised in East L.A. A very attractive young lady, about 16 years old, went on a date with what she... Now, remember, as I say this, this is not my terminology. This is what she said. She went on a date with a masculine guy and, quote, felt the feminism leaving her body. Now, I'll see if I can play this. I got to be kind of careful because, you know, sometimes, you know, people uh, drop uh, words and I got to go ahead and I haven't reviewed the whole thing is what I'm saying. But I'll go ahead and play the audio in just a moment so we can get exactly what she said. But some time ago, I gave you a story. Where there was a young lady who was posting on TikTok and she was really just annoyed because she considered herself to be a liberal. Again, don't don't look at me. This is what she said. She considered herself to be a liberal, but every time she went out with liberal guys, she was disappointed because they're just not masculine. And she wants a masculine guy. But all the masculine guys are conservatives and that drives her insane. I thought that was really interesting that she said that. So let's hear with this young lady. Again, very attractive 16-year-old here. Guys, I went on a date this week, and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of L.A., and if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of L.A., you know? It's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, So I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays, and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with and he's from west west you know Santa Monica he's a bro right a guys guy is usually not my type like I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with like a straight bros bro you know what I'm saying but it befell me it befell me in an organic fashion so I'm on this date with this guy and the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down he's paying for everything and I really just it sort of activated something feral in me. I'm not going to lie. He went to like another bar and he went, he was going to go to the bathroom. So I was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night. Of course, I'm going to pay for the next round. But as he's going to leave for the bathroom, he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes, here's my card. Get us whatever. <laughs> okay. She's just going It might be time for me to get away from all these, you know, liberal snowflakes on the east side. <laughs> okay, I misspoke here. She's not 16. She's uh, like young college age. Okay, so all of the... <laughs> this is what... Again, don't look at me. This is what she's saying. Okay. And he, she goes on to talk about how he's opening doors for her. I mean, he's being the traditional gentleman. 
and that's just kind of it's not just a matter that he paid for everything and that he trusted her with the credit card again opening doors for her and all these other things that traditional men do really just blew her away and she doesn't get that when she goes out with liberal guys and it kind of just i mean through her that she enjoyed it so much and she said at the very beginning i just felt the feminism leaving my body Okay, then there's this other young lady. Now, when I first saw this, the, the pictures of her, I have to admit I was a little judgmental because as she, they have three pictures of her uh, telling the story, and I'm not going to play the whole thing, but she is a little bit in tears, and I'm thinking, oh God, another one of these weepy types. Actually, I found her to be a very engaging, intelligent young lady, and she writes for some publications. She's a Gen Z woman. Um, well, Gen Z and millennial type, you know, somewhere in there. And she is upset with what she calls traditional feminists because traditional feminists uh, pre- preach to her, well, you don't need a man and you can, you don't need a family and you don't need, and you're a woman and you can do everything. And so, okay, she bought all of this. But as she starts getting older, she starts to find out, but I'll end up alone. And I don't want to be alone. And I want kids. And there's a lot of women like me that bought into that whole thing. But as we got older, we began to realize that we were missing out on something in building a family. And that's not to say she wants to be a housewife. She wants a career. But she's looking at this going, but but what about finding someone that's a good match for me and building a life and building a family and building something good with him. And at this point, as she takes a look at it, she now finds herself upset with feminists. Now, let me define then what she means by, again, I'm going by her words, not mine. What she means by traditional feminism is that hardcore group. uh, Rush Limbaugh used to call them feminazis. He did not mean all feminists when he said that. A certain select group of hardcore women who are really the extremists of the feminist movement that ruined it for everybody else. Because the idea of feminism is a good idea. But, you know, I mean, Wyoming, uh, first women to vote and the first woman governor. This is all good stuff. But then the extremists had to step in and make something radical out of it, and they ruined it. And I think they ruined it for a lot of young ladies out there who bought into the total idea that the extremists were preaching. But as they've gotten older, you know, some, this young lady here, she caught it before it was too late. And she wants to make sure to build something great with somebody and not grow up and grow old all alone. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast after that. I think basically, to me, what these young ladies are saying is don't buy into the extremism of it all. It'll just screw you up. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, 
Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. 6.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Mark, who in the godforsaken hill just outside of Casper, Wyoming, says, How you feel about Christmas music is how I feel about fireworks. Why, you ask? I lived in Vegas for nine years and had fireworks all the time. Yeah, in fact, people who live in Orlando near Disney... They close every single night, Disney, MGM, and Epcot, all closed with fireworks every single That must be expensive. But they have these massive fireworks shows every single night. And so uh, for people who must live around that, in fact, there's one area where there's, it's a, a, a town kind of far away. But it's up, if you believe it or not, in Florida, sort of up on a hill. And so this neighborhood has this beautiful view of the fireworks over Disney every single night. Must be great when they first move there. After a while, eh, whatever. It's Christmas time in California, and the deals are hot. Everything is 100% off. That's right, 100% off. It's all got to go, including the store, your job, and the community. Don't forget to stock up on toilet paper and anything else you needed or wanted, whether you needed it or wanted it or not. Yes, it's the California fire sale. Because California's on fire again. But this time, it's not the forests. It's our cities, downtowns, shopping malls, and neighborhood stores. Now, don't worry, since we've defunded the police stop, but he's gonna show up. So get in there and get what you can before the store burns down. Yes, it's the California fire sale. Everything's 100% off. Take advantage now before the store burns down or the businesses move to other states. No refunds or returns. This offer not valid in Wyoming or Texas. Where if you try it here, you will be shot. So I want to go back just a little bit on what I was talking about a few minutes ago with the young ladies out there. The one I thought who's just adorable. She's I made the mistake saying about 16. She's more like a just early college age and had gone out on a date with a guy that normally she wouldn't go out with, but she decided to give it a try. And this guy lives sort of out more in the country, not in East L.A. like she does. And she described him as a real bro kind of guy, a real masculine conservative man, not her type, more of the liberal L.A. type she is. But she, I'd give it a try. And she was just blown away by, and he paid for everything. And he opened the doors for me, and he was a masculine guy, a real dude or a bro, as she described. But at the same time, uh, very polite to her and playing the masculine role in the relationship. And it just blew her away, and she loved it. And, and then the other woman who said that uh, feminism just failed her because as she got older, she realized, but I want a family. I want a guy. I want to get married. I want... My take on a lot of things, most things are good until the extremists get involved and then they ruin it. The idea of uh, feminism is a great idea because, again, women got the right to go get a job, to go vote, you know, things like this. You want to pursue a career? If you can do it, go do it. No, men and women are not the same. We are not all good at the same things. Some things men excel at, some things women excel at, we complement each other. It's when the extremists took over the feminist movement that they destroyed it. And the same thing when it comes, I was even thinking about this during the news and information break we went through. Like, for example, when you hear me complain about the whole cult of climate change thing. Well, for those people who want to take care of the environment, I do. 
I understand that CO2 is not a pollutant, but I do want to take care of the environment. I want clean air and clean water and clean soil. I want to produce electricity, but make sure we're doing it in a clean way that's good for the environment. I, I like the idea of logging trees for what we need, but we also need to take care of that land where we just harvested those trees. You know, I want to take care of things. Environmentalism is a good idea until the extremists get involved and totally now we have a cult of climate change that is totally screwing us here. We can take this on a lot of different topics. Let your imagination run wild on things that started off as something good until the extremists got involved with it and just ruined it for everybody. That's what I think more than anything we really have to watch out for, which is why no matter what topic you hear me pick up on this program here, I like to pick on the extremists, not so much the people who just believe in something. It might be a little bit different from what you believe, but what they believe isn't bad. When the extremists get involved, and then, of course, the extremists are the loudest ones, so they usually get what they want because, you know, it's not just the squeaky wheel that gets oiled. The squeakiest wheel gets most of the oil first. Yeah. Everybody else gets what's left over, if anything at all. And that's what's happening here is we have a world at this point that's run by extremists. News media doesn't help, by the way, because they love to bring the extremists on the air or online into news stories because that's what sells. And it makes it seem like the extremists are the mainstream. All right, your weather forecast for the weekend and this Christmas. Don Day is much closer to a forecast that you'll understand, but he's still hesitating a bit. Here he is. He'll Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-eighth of time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box to go. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, so Frank, at some point, I know you'll go ahead and get the coffee cake that I left for everybody down in the uh, kitchen down there. It's yeah, it looks good. Yeah, okay, it, now, it looks really good. <clears throat> I, I want to explain to you though my decision-making process on selecting that one. I, I didn't know that there was there, even there a was. process. There is. Okay, so here, folks, is this long, slender coffee cake with icing on it. Now, mm. up the middle of it. There's like a jelly-like fruit filling. Now, I had a choice, Frank. There was blueberry, Mm -hmm. strawberry, raspberry. I mean, I'm looking at all this thinking, look at all these different fruit flavors. Which one do I go for? Mm -hmm. And then one of them said, with cream cheese. Well, that's that's the deal breaker right there. Yeah, right. At that point, I didn't even look to see what kind of fruit are we talking about here. As long as Don't the cream care. cheese is in there, yeah. It's I, got uh, the cream cheese, yeah. yeah. I'll buy now, that, yeah. If it was nothing but a solid cream cheese fruitcake without, I mean, not fruitcake, but just a cream cheese, you know, coffee cake without any fruit in it, that's certainly very good. I mean, that tops the list. But to have the cream cheese and the fruit yes, in the coffee cake. See, see me, if I were looking all that, I'd go yeah. either red or blue. Oh, okay. Well, that reminds me of when I've... Seen a, like a little girl one time, she was asked, well, what, what flavor ice cream would you like? Blue. <laughs> I didn't know blue was a flavor. It is. It's bubble gum. It is. Oh, I thought blue was like blueberry flavor. Oh, it could but be that too, yeah. Flavor? Okay. Yeah. But to kids, especially little girls, a color, a purple is a flavor. I didn't know that, but I've heard kids ask for what kind of lollipop? Purple. 
purple. Well, what is purple? That's like a grape it's flavor. Grape, yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. a grape flavor. Yeah. yeah. But to, to kids, colors have flavors. So for you, you would go for what what color? Col- color. I, w- I would actually go for red. You would go for red. That's not a bad one because you're going to get either strawberry or raspberry. And I'm fine with either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a red flavor, though. That's perfectly fine. So, But I, I just like the idea that to kids, colors <laughs> have flavors to them. And to me, if you say... Plus cream cheese. We're done. Oh, yeah. No, no. Cream cheese must be in there. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys dropped a 78-67 decision to UTEP at the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso. It was an ugly game. 52 fouls called with 67 free throws. That That's unwatchable. Plus, the folks had a poor shooting game at 34%. Brendan Wenzel and Sam Griffin with a combined 4 of 21 from the floor. UTEP rang up 53 points in the second half to get to 8-5, and five, while the Cowboys are 7-5 and five now. And next up for UW will be a row game at BYU a week from tomorrow. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team beat Wright State in Las Vegas yesterday afternoon, 71-61, as Douglas High School grad Allison Ferdy got 21 points and 10 rebounds. Tess Barnes threw and uh, 19 points as the Cowgirls got to 5-5 uh, five and five on the year. UW shot 52% from the floor but also turned the ball over 18 times. UW back in action this afternoon in Las Vegas. They'll take on Eastern Washington at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Our latest WyoPreps.com basketball polls are out for the high schoolers. In 4A boys, Cheyenne Central rated number one. Cheyenne Central 2, Laramie 3, Natrona 4, and Riverton 5. Over in 3A, Douglas ranked first, followed by Powell, Thermopolis, Lovell, and Buffalo. Wright is the new number one team in 2A, boys, with Tongue River second, Wyoming Indian third, Bighorn fourth, and Lusk fifth. And in 1A, Upton ranked first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. In the Wild Preps girls basketball poll, Cheyenne East rated number one in 4A, Cody 2, Campbell County third, Sheridan fourth, and Laramie fifth. Douglas leads the ranks in 3A girls, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. Over in 2A girls, Tongue River's the top-rated team there. Wyoming Indians second, Rocky Mountain third, Pine Bluffs fourth, and Sundance fifth. Finally in 1A, Cokeville number one, followed by Upton, Burlington Southeast, and Little Snake River. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys. It's Rock Springs wrestler Brock Fletcher, who went 6-0 at the Worland Tournament back on Saturday. And the girls' winner was Pinedale basketball player Ellen Bowers, who threw in 39 points in their 54-14 win over Evanston at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Uh, and Fletcher uh, was, is a defending state champion wrestler in Class 4A at 132 pounds from a year ago. The nominations for this next week's Athlete of the Week starts today and goes through Monday morning. Use the WildPreps mobile app or log on to WildPreps.com to get started with that deal. That's it in sports. So I went ahead and looked at a favorite American coffee cakes here. Now, what is mine of all time? Crumb cake. Of course. But, well, yeah. Well, I want more crumbs in cake. I so want I less crumbs, actually. Really? Oh, really? They get, because, they get, you know, the, the crumbs taste great, but yeah. they're all over the place. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, sour cream coffee cake. No. I never really tried that. Okay. Uh, let me see. Lemon zucchini. I never tried it. Sounds yeah. good. I mean, but okay. No. Blueberry buckle. Yes. It's like crumb cake with blueberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Brown butter cinnamon streusel coffee cake. I don't know. You know, Frank, it, it's, it's, a, it's a German thing, and the answer is yes. Strawberry coffee cake muffins. Yes. Yes. Okay. Carrot cake coffee no. cake. No. No? You don't like no, carrot cake coffee cake? No, okay. no, no. Raspberry coffee cake. Yeah, that's uh, fine. That's fine. Uh, pumpkin coffee no, cake? No, no, like no, 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 no. I like pumpkin pie. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, sweet potato coffee cake. No! Uh, chocolate chip coffee yes. cake. Yes. Because it said chocolate chip yes, in there as well. Yes. Cinnamon coffee yeah, cake absolutely. muffins. Absolutely. Because you said cinnamon in there. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, I can agree. Jello cake? No, pass. Yeah. 
No. Is I there anything with, anything with Fireball or Jack Daniels in uh, there? No, that's on the side. Oh. Like, uh, just wake up, Wyoming. Cool. Host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. And of course, for those who don't understand it, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This is John. Nice bear. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! He'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal! This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells. And deck the halls. With bows of Bruce Willis. Move to the coast. We get together. Have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay. Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. We got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans. Bobby. Eat it, Harvey. Ah! Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. 709 is the time. Triple Eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. So, uh, real quick here. So let's go back to the January sixth. What they call the insurrection, right? All right. Couple of things on this. One, I just heard on the news, and I thought, oh. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way. So for uh, Colorado, I'm sorry, folks in Colorado, you think that Trump is off the ballot. He's actually not off the ballot in Colorado. The Colorado Supreme Court said that they want him off the ballot, but they're going to stay that or hold it. Nothing changes because they know the Supreme Court is going to hear this and they're going to go with whatever the Supreme Court has to say. So it doesn't it, he's not off the ballot yet until the Supreme Court makes the final decision. So he's not off the ballot in Colorado. Even though the Colorado Supreme Court is, wants that, they understand what happens next. But also, I was among any, many other people who said, you cannot throw Trump off the ballot for insurrection if he's never been found guilty in a court of law. It goes a little bit beyond that. Do you know Trump has never even faced a uh, a finding of it. In other words, no one has ever gone to a judge and accused Trump of insurrection. There was never a warrant out for him. There was never any charges filed anywhere. Look, anywhere in the country, from Washington, D.C., to any state, 
nowhere has anyone brought charges against him for insurrection. So it's not just that he wasn't found guilty of it in a court of law. He's never been charged with it. So you can't throw him off the ballot. Love the guy or hate the guy, whatever your opinion is, fine. Okay, I'm going by the way we do things in this country. He hasn't even been charged, much less found guilty. Now, on that note, here in Campbell County, Wyoming, the Campbell County GOP is going to host a January 6th protester as a guest speaker. From Cowboy State Daily. On the political spectrum, some consider January 6, 2021 protests on the Capitol an insurrection against the U.S. government, while others defend those who stormed the Capitol as patriots. Count the leadership of Campbell County Republican Party in the Patriot Camp. The group will host Coy Griffin, a man who was convicted for his participation in January 6th event as a guest speaker on the three-year anniversary of the event. Party fundraiser titled January 6th, A Prisoner's Story. The Campbell County GOP has invited Corey to come out and share his story of political persecution and the weaponization of the justice system against conservative America. Uh, so this, according to the county chairman, Scott Clem, posted on the Facebook page, Clem did not respond to multiple requests for direct comment. Former Gillette State lawmaker and House Speaker Tom Lubnow said he's disappointed that the party has invited Griffith to the event and believes January 6th set a dangerous precedent in American history in the handling of the peaceful transmission of uh, power in presidential elections. Quote, I think it's a shame that we place convicted criminals on a pedestal and then let them speak. Campbell County Republican Party Congresswoman Jeanette Mater said the party is bringing Griffin in as a way to hear both sides of the story. Quote, we feel everybody should have an opportunity to look at both sides of the story. This guy has been through the fire, and so let's hear his side of it. Mater believes that there has been a cover-up about what happened on that day. Quote, I've been looking for the truth myself, and I think it will come out. Let's get down to brass tacks of what really happened. I want to hear what other people's side of the story is. So Griffith is founder of an activist group, Cowboys for Trump a group whose members are known for riding horseback at political events and rallies in support of President Trump. Griffin was a New Mexico County commissioner at the time. He attended the January 6th event. He even climbed over barriers and walls to gain access to restricted areas on the ground. Later that month, a county commissioner meeting, Griffin announced he would go back to Washington, D.C. with firearms for President Biden's inauguration. When he did that, he was arrested and charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct. Love now said he looks at January 6th in very simple terms as it uh, pertains to law and order. Quote, if a police officer tells me, don't go in there, it's a crime. Well, whatever the motive was, it's a crime to go in there. Don't cross that line. So what you'll hear is both sides shocking and surreal, Clem says, about Griffin's story. So there you go. This is what... Uh, it's coming to. I, I think it'd be interesting to hear what the guy has to say, uh, no matter which side of it is. You know, I'm one of those who's in favor of listening to what everybody has to say and then making up my mind. Morning, cheesehead. Cheeseheads listening in Judah. People give themselves interesting handles when they. I say handle like the old CB term. When they text me on the wake up Wyoming app, he's in Judah. He says, Glenn, I wanted to wish you, Mary, and Frank a very merry Christmas. 
Thank you for the Wyoming talkers and news and everyone who has roots either new. Hang on, let me expand the message here. Um, uh, yeah, talk news has roots either new or old. I look forward to listening to you live once I move. Oh, he's moving to Worland full time. Oh, that's going to be nice. I'm afraid I'm still going to have to get you to sign the Wyoming citizenship oath. I think you understand. 715, wake up my... He's talking to himself in a padded room. And you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming. You better watch out. 97 you Woods. Cry. You better not call on yours, Jedi. The Empire is coming to town. We have a Death Star. We've tested it twice. Tracking down rebels and ending their lives. The Empire is coming to town. I have a very bad feeling about this. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject, fine by me. So I wrote an article. It'll appear while I'm out because I'm out over the weekend and Monday, Tuesday, as a matter of fact. So it'll pop up online then. But it's uh, part of what I'll be saying a little bit later in yet another article I haven't written yet. These are for the Wake Up Wyoming website. I came across this study. And this one is a legit study, not some of the garbage I often tell you guys about. And it's from a group that just studies uh, American energy. And they find, I know you're going to be shocked about this, but when it comes to American energy, we're crippling ourselves. We keep shutting down those energy supplies that provide the most cost-effective and reliable energy that there is. Now, from nuclear power plants to, of course, hydroelectric plants to coal and natural gas, those are the ones we're shutting down. And we're going to, as you've heard me talk about before, less efficient, less reliable energy that's not clean, green, or sustainable or affordable for that matter, which is wind and solar. And so as they put together this study, I thought there's one thing I'd like to correct in what they said in it. Because they said, look, if we're going to go all wind and solar, you're going to have to have coal and natural gas as a backup. And my thought is... No, I would have coal and natural gas as the main energy supply like we used to before. If you want to put up some extra wind and solar, go for it as a sort of a little extra supplemental, hey, we got some extra energy here. But that shouldn't be our main supply because as we've talked about extensively on this program, really can't rely on it. We really can't. And that article that will come up probably around Monday, Tuesday on this uh, on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Then I'm going to write another one, which I decided just to put off. So I have, I have a weekend, long weekend to think about a little bit. But there is a commercial. We were told about this yesterday. There's a commercial going around uh, from an energy alliance that's uh, here in Wyoming. And they're advocating, as Governor Gordon is, that all of the above approach to energy. Well, my answer to that is not an all of the above approach. I actually think that's, now that I've thought about it a bit more, not a good idea. First off, the answer is get government out of energy. 
They should not be trying to, just like they shouldn't be deciding what kind of light bulb you put into your house. That's your decision. They should not decide what kind of automobile you drive. Your decision. And what kind of options you put in your automobile. Your choice. If you want to put more safety items in there, pay for it. If you don't, then don't. But there's one of the reasons automobiles keep getting more and more expensive is because government keeps mandating more and more and more things in automobiles. Some of them have been very good, but it's just it's so much, so much that it becomes outrageously expensive to buy a car these days. So it's not that you don't want safety items, but we're gotten we've gotten to the point where good it's really difficult even to buy a used car these days. They've gotten so outrageously expensive. Same thing comes with energy. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your energy is more clean or reliable. It isn't. It's less reliable. It's less clean. It's it's more expensive. And that's what the all of the above approach. And I, I brought this up yesterday when I talked about it. Some of what has me sort of thinking is, as I mentioned yesterday, when government tried to make health care, and they're still trying to make health care, more affordable and easier to access, but healthcare is now less accessible and more expensive because of government involvement. College, they wanted college to be more accessible and more affordable. It's now more difficult to get into college and more expensive to get into college. And most people graduate with degrees in garbage that'll never get them a decent job. But that's when government gets involved in college. This is what happens. In other words, I can go on like this, but... Every time government gets involved in something that they want to fix it, this is the result of it. So government told you, we want clean, reliable, affordable, sustainable, et cetera, et cetera, green energy. And what they're providing for us is not clean, it's not green, it's not affordable, it's not reliable, it's not sustainable. That's your wind and solar. In fact, it's intermittent energy as well. And it's not even good for the environment. The advertisement that's running on some Wyoming radio stations even mentions that, hey, this uh, th- this wind power that we're putting up there, uh, it's you know it's not going to disrupt the landscape. Have you been out there? It does. Makes the landscape just not just look horrible, but it's bad for the animals that are out there, the birds and migration and things like this. You couldn't put that many oil wells out there. There's no way. Environmentalists would never allow that many oil wells out there because they know it would be bad for the environment, not because of oil, but because of how many wells are pumping away, and it would disrupt so much of the natural flow of what nature does between the birds and the bugs and the migration corridors. But you can go ahead and put up that many wind turbines up there. So this uh, organization, again, governors including it, that keeps preaching, well, we have to have an all-of-the-above approach. I think, once again, they're trying for appeasement. Uh, We don't want to shut down coal and gas. We want an all-of-the-above approach. No, I want an approach that's actually clean, reliable, and affordable. And that would be coal and natural gas. Now, if we were to use that energy the same way, let's say, China and India does... It would be disastrous for the environment like it is when you go to China. They just throw coal directly in the burner and burn it. And that's, you know, you want to do it the way America does it because we actually do it in a very clean way. What we do is actually not bad for the environment at all. It's very reliable. So I think 
I, again, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm thinking about how to write up the article and explain it a little bit better than I am now. I'm putting it all together. So maybe when I come back on Wednesday, because that's when I'm back on the air here, I can go ahead and have something ready for you guys. And also, just like the, when the governor wrote an article about his stance on energy in Wyoming, he wrote uh, an op-ed piece that appeared in a lot of Wyoming publications, including our own website, Wake Up Wyoming. And I wrote a response to it. Well, okay, I'm, in the same way, I'm going to write a response to those who are saying we need an all-of-the-above approach. I don't think we do. I'm a believer in a free market approach. Get the government out of it. Government just needs to be there to make sure that you're not getting ripped off and make sure these people actually are taking care of the environment. And no, CO2 is not a pollutant, but actually taking care of the environment. And other than that, let energy companies do what they do. So if they think oil and coal and natural gas are the best way to go, then that's what they'll give us. If they find some other kind of energy source that's actually more reliable and affordable, more profitable for them even, which is a good thing, then they'll go that way. Let the marketplace make the decision. All right, coming up on 7.30. So at 7.30, local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. Now at 7.45, Don Day joins me. And Don Day is going to give us the forecast through Christmas which I know we've been waiting on exactly what's going to happen. They're a lot closer to giving us a good answer. Almost, sort of, kind of. Hello, Owl in Hillsboro. One of many people texting me off the Wake Up Wyoming app. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Serious takes on the Okay, policies. don't forget my gripe about or getting like college that. degrees Tune now. in weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. to wake up Wyoming degree. with Glenn Add Woods. to your business, engineering, any nonsense, diversity, sensibility, BS. And she's absolutely right about that. Well, DJ, here's the article that I found earlier this morning. So, new young pioneers? Academic group says... Uh, University of San Diego climate change grad requirements will be necessary. So in other words, in order to graduate, you're going to have to get some kind of uh, at least a C grade, if they even do grades there, from the American Council of Trustees and Alumni in diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate change. The University of California, San Diego does not, does not require students to take courses in literature or foreign language or economics or government or history. Let me do that again because this is really important stuff that, if anything, they should have. The University of California, San Diego, does not require students to take courses in literature, foreign language, economics, U.S. government, and history. Students haven't been able to graduate for years now without taking courses in diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate change. Executive Vice Chancellor, Acting Dean, announced the requirements uh, after, well, he took um, an oceanography course, among other things, and decided to add the climate change studies as part of the required courses that need to be taken in order to graduate. 
Here, here my my thing with college is this. I'm going to just imagine a profession. I'm, I'm a young man. Okay, I'm going to college. And I've chosen a profession, whatever that might be, whether it's architecture or some kind of a science that I want to get into or some other kind of I want to be a lawyer, whatever it might be. Pick a profession, right? Okay. When I go to the university, I'm going to tell them I want to be, and in this case, we'll say an architect. That's my profession. What courses do I need to take to achieve that? And I would like the university to lay down courses that put me on a straight and narrow path toward that goal. What kind of architecture do, do I want to get into? Not just architecture, but specific kind. What kind? Let's narrow it down. What classes would I need? And so it's not just that they would put me in math classes, but specifically what kind of math classes would I need to get into, right? And that's all I would have to take. Now, if I want to take anything else, because I never did agree that universities, when they say you have to take other elective courses. No, if I choose to, because these courses are expensive. I've got my whole life to learn about these things. I don't need to take some elective from a university. What if I choose to do it the cheap way and just stay on the straight and narrow and go directly for my career path? But no, this university... Now, again, um, let's, let's go through the list here. I'm now going to have to, as a requirement, study diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate change. USDS is one of the first colleges that says nationwide to compel students to study climate change. The only comparable mandate, the publication name was uh, Pennsylvania Private School, which requires a sustainability course for five years. For five years, five years, a sustainability course. Apart from mandates, Columbia University has a three-year-old school uh, dedicated to solving the climate crisis. If you want to take a three-year study course on solving the climate crisis, assuming there is one, which, of course, we know there's not. Uh, Stanford is launching a sustainability school that is already embroiled in controversy for not ruling out and this is funny. Stanford University, they have a sustainable a sustainability class school to fight climate change. They, in part, get their money from the coal, gas, and oil industries at Stanford. So they really cared about it. They would get rid of those investments, right? And right-leaning National Association of Scholars dubbed sustainability higher education new fundamentalism in 2015. Um, well, it's uh, like... It's behavioral studies, you know, in other words, to change your behavior. I like, quote, climate change is the eugenics of our day. I don't know how they get this. And we're both, it's a moral crisis too, says the San Diego University college president there. So they want to empower people to be young pioneers Young pioneer, you know where that comes from? The old Soviet Union. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Where Wyoming comes to talk, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 
745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day. Now, just so you know, Don, I'm going to need you to make sure I have good travel uh, weather here. I am not just off Monday, but I'm off Tuesday. So you can sleep late, okay? Oh, great. Okay, yeah, okay. But now, I understand that if I'm leaving for Buffalo, Wyoming, after I get done with the show here, it ought to be really nice driving, correct? Yeah, okay. I, today is another spectacular day. We've uh, getting spoiled here. This is going to be another really nice okay. day, just like the last few. Okay, now, as we get closer into the weekend, though, and you've been watching these systems come together, it looks to me like it's not a matter of whether it's going to rain or snow or whatever. It's how the systems come together that you folks in meteorology have been worrying about. So now, I, you think, I guess you have pretty much have Saturday down, is that right? Pretty much? Uh, today, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Saturday, you know, things things start to change tomorrow, and, and okay. this will uh, the the storm is come. There's two of these systems. One's coming from the northwest. One's coming from the southwest. And the the system that's coming in from the northwest will spread snow into Yellowstone, uh, Jackson area uh, during the mid to late afternoon hours of tomorrow. Um, then late afternoon towards the evening, that system coming up from the southwest will start to produce snow showers along I-80 in southwestern Wyoming by mid to late afternoon. By Saturday late, especially after sundown, is when the coldest air and the moisture really pushes through the state. And that's going to be the best chance of snow is going to be, for most areas, will be overnight Saturday into the early morning hours of Sunday. Okay, so should I head back Saturday night or Sunday morning? I Saturday night you you'll likely be driving on some very icy roads. Okay, but Sunday morning? Well, this, this it'll still be lingering. It'll still be lingering. So I, you know, if yeah. you want better travel weather, the later you wait into Sunday, the better. Ah, okay, that's because okay. So Sunday starts to shape up later in the day. Yeah, but are we talking about just you? No. Or are we talking about where you're going or other parts of the state? Well, there's there's other people that will be traveling the same roads with me in other vehicles is what I'm getting at here. It's a matter of when we were planning. Hey, everybody else, just go do your own thing. Don and I are talking here. <laughs> this, so, this the, we'll call yeah. this the Glen <laughs> yeah. No, but, okay, <laughs> but does it start to clear up later Sunday into Monday or do we have a white Christmas? Well, I, by Christmas morning, the system should be all be should all be over. But okay. Sunday morning, there should be lingering areas of light snow in the central and eastern parts of the state, with the snow ending from the northwest to the southeast by later Sunday into Sunday night. Okay, uh, but it's going to be a lot colder. There's yeah. going to be some gusty winds, you know, and, and where you're going, these fronts make it really windy up there along okay. the side of the big. Are there some parts of the state that obviously are going to get it more than others? Yeah, and uh, it'll it'll get most of the state with some snow. I think the heavier snow will be over in near the mountain areas and close adjacent to the mountains. I-80, I think, is going to be a problem um, and likely not any fun if you've got to travel that I-80 corridor tomorrow night and Sunday. All right. Hey, have a great Christmas. You too. Yeah, so, all right, there's your forecast. Just uh, I'd say still just keep a good eye on that because – yeah, things are still sort of subject to change. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino. You know what? He was pretty clear. It's going to yes. suck. It is, yeah. <clears throat> so I probably should leave. Not all the time, yes, but some but of the it's, time. It's going to, yeah. Uh, okay. Now, I want to report a haunting in my studio, and it's your fault. Oh, um, yeah. was somebody whispering <clears throat> Well, here, here's what happened. Okay. So after the last hour that you and I spoke, mm-hmm. 
I was getting up in my studio to leave the studio for a moment, and I stopped and spun around because I hear things moving in the room, and I hear mumbling going on, quiet mumbling in the background. Like, like this and, one. Yeah, and more stuff moving around. And mm-hmm. I, well, where the hell does that come from? Okay, here's the answer. I have these reading glasses. They're only allowed to be two places, on my face or on the control console. Okay. They're not allowed to be anywhere else, so I'll lose them. Right. So I take them off, and I sort of toss them on the control console. Mm-hmm. It hits the Q button. Which connects that little speaker to your studio. Oh. Where you were sitting in there setting yourself up to record something. Oh. And you're moving stuff around and you're mumbling. Okay. Which made me think that there was a ghost in my room. <laughs> I am a ghost. I'm well, Casper the Friendly Ghost. So what place do you really plan to haunt after you die? Well, you know what? That's a good idea to, yeah. to, to, to kind of go through electronically to, mm-hmm. to, to buzz people, yeah. go, you know, ghost-wise. I mean, everyone's got, you know, they're, they're listening for sounds, you know, uh-huh. but where are these sounds extraterrestrial or are they coming through electronically? Yes, but you haven't answered the question. Where are you going to, who are you going to be haunting when you die? Oh, when I die? Yeah. Oh, well, it is depends a, on what day. Is there a list? <laughs> there is. Dude, I am just like Santa. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys dropped the 78-67 decision to UTEP in the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso last night. It's pretty much an ugly game. 52 fouls called, 67 free throws. That, that's unwatchable. Plus, the folks had a poor shooting game of 34%. Brendan Wenzel and Sam Griffin went a combined 4 of 21 from the floor. UTEP, UTEP rang up 53 points in the second half to get to 8-5. and five. And the Cowboys dropped to 7 and five. Next up for UW will be a row game at BYU. It'll be coming up a week from tomorrow. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team beat Wright State in Las Vegas yesterday, 71-61. Douglas High School grad Allison Ferdy got 21 points and 10 rebounds. So the Cowgirls are 5-5 five and five on the year. UW shot 52% from the floor, but also turned the ball over 18 times, and that's been an issue for them. UW back in action this afternoon in Vegas. They'll take on Eastern Washington at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Our latest YLPreps.com basketball polls are out for the 4A boys. Cheyenne Central rated number 1. Cheyenne East 2, Laramie 3, and the Trona 4 and Riverton 5. Over in 3A, Douglas is ranked first, followed by Powell, Thermopolis, Lovell, and Buffalo. Wright is the new number one team in 2A, boys, with Tongue River second, Wyoming Indian third, Bighorn fourth, and Lusk fifth. And in 1A, Upton rated first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. Wyoming Preps girls basketball poll. 4A girls, top rated team is Cheyenne East, Cody second, Campbell County third, Sheridan fourth, Laramie fifth. Douglas leads the ranks in 3A girls, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. In 2A girls, Tongue River is the top Rated team, Wyoming Indians second, Rocky Mountain third, Pine Bluffs fourth, Sundance fifth, and in 1A girls, Cokeville one, followed by Upton, Burlington Southeast, and Little Snake River. Our WildPreps.com athletes of the week have been announced for the boys. It's Rock Springs wrestler Brock Fletcher, who went 6 0 in the Warland tournament back on Saturday. He's also the defending 4A champion in wrestling at 132 pounds. And the girls' winner was Pinedale basketball player Ellen Bowers, who threw in 39 points in their 55 14 win over Evanson at the Flaming Gorge tournament in Sweetwater County last week. That was in sports. Okay, so I figured out while you were talking where you should be haunting. I oh. need to go, first off, to your favorite ballparks yes. and haunt there. I yes. mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Okay, go, yeah. But then also go to your least favorite teams, the one you hate the most. Oh, and I'll, just sit I'll, up there in the stands yelling, you suck. I, I, I will start with them. Start with them like, <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to win. No, you're not. Yeah. You could actually go to uh, you know, standing right behind the pitcher. Yeah. Whispering in his ear while he's uh, pitching. I think this is a, 
a fine idea, Frank. I don't know why we haven't thought you, of this You know, before. but the thing is that if, am I the only one that can haunt people or, or people haunting people for the last 10,000 years? Well, or? But you might just show up. I think you would. I don't know. How many sports fans do you think are haunting out there? Uh, millions. Yes, exactly. So you'll be in good company. Oh, great. Okay. So wake up, Wyoming. Transplant in Cheyenne, of course, sending me notes here. They're texting off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. So you download the app at your app store, which is free. And then you just hit the chat mode and send me text messages while I'm on the air. And anybody can do it. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. I'm I'm just adopting Festivus. I think it's probably the way to go, especially when it comes to decorating the pole, because there isn't any decorating the pole. How to survive the holidays with your woke liberal family members. Liberals enjoy a safe space. That's why it's important for you to remove all of your conservative books and memorabilia from your house to make sure that they feel safe. What are those? Oh, absolutely nothing. Sven, why don't you go check the tree for ornaments that affirm the patriarchy? Let's make sure we don't got any on there. Never give a liberal coal in their stock. It is just not worth it. This dirty energy? Uh, of course not. That's coal. Obama banned coal, remember? We would never have that in our house. That's just burned bread. How embarrassing. Many things about the Christmas season can be triggering for a liberal. Make sure that you prepare yourself and your household for questions such as these. Is this literally a tree that you cut down yourself? Did you know that this ornament is a pipe advocating the use of combustible tobacco? Tell me this chocolate is fair trade and farm-raised. And please tell me that you didn't gender my Santa Claus. Everybody knows he's non-binary. Is this fireplace using 100% renewable energy? Don't tell me you bought this vodka from Putin's Russia. Please don't tell me this is real fur, meaning you murdered an animal to make this. I hope you're hungry. We have a lot of food. Is that innocent animal meat? Meat is murder. You know that, right? Sometimes, when it's absolutely necessary, you just have to tell a white lie. Uh, No, actually, this is ham tofu. Remember, this is a season of peace and good tidings. So take a breath. You're not Tucker Carlson here. No need to argue. No, socialism works. It just hasn't been tried yet. That's a nice idea. Would you like some more of your non-binary Santa Claus? Never ever, ever play Baby is Cold Outside. Alexa, play Christmas music. (sighs) What's the matter? You don't like Christmas music? Is this Baby It's Cold Outside? Yeah, it's it's the 1940s classic. You realize that this song caused the Me Too movement? (laughs) Oh, well, no, I didn't know that, but uh, Alexa, next song. Oh my. Alexa, next song. Stop it. Make it stop. Well, Alexa, t- make it stop. Next song. Turn it off. Next it's song. Please. So, so my some tips for surviving your liberal family members during the holidays. <laughs> I hope it works. Good luck. 
uh, just let them know that this is the way my house is, and it's, it's just going to be that way. And if you don't like it, then maybe you don't want to celebrate Christmas at my house. But, of course, you are certainly welcome as long as you're not complaining about everything. Because if you're complaining about everything, then you're going to be told to leave. Not asked to leave, but told to leave. All right. Triple eight ninety seven. what is the phone number? So, no, I just hate buzzkills. You're allowed to have different opinions, but you're not allowed to be a buzzkill. It's that simple. It really is. I found this morning a study which I read and thought, well, duh. Who would have guessed? <clears throat> okay, so British and American researchers combined got together, published a study in the British Medical Journal that shows according to statistical analysis. Are you sitting down? You need to be sitting down for this one. It's going to blow you away. Biological sex has a greater impact on athletic performance then does gender identity. I know, right? I hope... I warned you to sit down. Okay, let's do this again. Shockingly, the study says, biological sex has a greater impact on athletic performance than gender identity. It says sex may be more useful, uh, a more useful variable than gender identity for predicting the performance of athletes in mass participation races, as one example. So, objective to test the hypothesis that controlling for age and sex differences in running performances are lower among non binary athletes than the rest of the population. To test the hypothesis, they had natal male, in other words, born male, okay, and non-binary athletes outperformed uh, female non-binary. They get so technical, natal, female, non-binary. <clears throat> so they had um, men, no matter how they identify, and some identified as men and some said they were something else. And they had those men per perform race against women, and guess what happened? Okay, so then it goes into the methods and the results. Let me see. There was no evidence that controlling for age, uh, the differences in running performances are lower among uh, non-binary athletes. Natal male, non-binary athletes outperform natal female. And I always got to get into the natal things here. Conclusion, both sex and gender identity may be useful in explaining variables. Uh, the performance of an athlete, mass participation race it is therefore valuable to include both variables in data collection. They have to do this in some big scientific language. Basically, it shows that men perform better than women, and it doesn't matter how you identify. Robert and Cheyenne. Morning, Glenn. Good morning. And I appreciate you using two ends of my name, too. That was good. So, yeah, we needed a study to tell us this. Biological men uh, will have stronger muscle mass, stronger bones, stronger lungs, stronger heart. And so they will perform stronger. They do. And it doesn't matter what the person identifies at later in life. That's how it's going to be. And biological women, well, they tend to have not as much, on average, not as much muscle mass or bone structure or lung or heart capacity as uh, biological males do. And so 
their performance level is a bit below when it comes to running and jumping and lifting and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this, you, I, you know this. I knew this. But apparently some people needed a study to figure this out, which it's, to me, strange that somebody, you know, the study will be dismissed, though, won't it? News media will not cover it, and if they do cover it, they'll ridicule it. Now, if the study said what they wanted it to say, it would be front page news today. Let's wake up. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Teams of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So real quick here, our age who's listening to us from Wiggins, Colorado. I identify as a lion. Does it make me more apt to take down a water buffalo with my bare hands as a real lion? Or would a real lion be better at the task than me on average? I told him, hey, don't worry about it. Go for it. I mean, you know, please, honestly, what what could possibly go wrong? Your Santics. Hi, it's me again. First, I want you to know that I respect the fact that you might now identify differently than you did last year. So I'll keep calling you Santix until you say otherwise. I don't want to get cold for misgendering you. I want another winter of severe illness and death for those non-compliant right-wing conspiracy theorists. Can you believe they're still around? I thought for sure the first one would wipe them out, but they look healthier and happier than ever. And I don't like that. That's not fair to people like me who followed orders in this free country. Speaking of following orders, can you send me some extra boosters? Ever since the first ones I got, I haven't been feeling very well. I'm guessing that must mean they're working and I just need a few more. I tried to tweak that, but those hateful conservatives ganged up on me and ratioed me to Middle Earth. I'm furious that Elon Musk bought Twitter and wants to bring free speech back to the platform. Honestly, if it's not too much trouble, can you make one of my gifts be a massive power outage at Twitter headquarters? Ever since people have started being allowed to tweet things I disagree with again, I've been so enraged I can barely function. My heart starts pumping extra fast, and I just can't calm down, and it just starts to feel like, phew. Okay, I'm good for the next few minutes. Almost thought climate change was about to finish me off. That's what's been causing so many of my friends to start dropping like flies. Yeah climate change it definitely wouldn't have anything to do with you know the thing speaking of that can you give me something that makes me feel like i'm morally superior again this time last year i felt so cool showing my little compliance card to everyone but nobody asks to see it anymore and that makes me feel kind of dumb and i'm not dumb at all i'm really smart the world also needs more electric cars so i'm going to have to ask for one of those this year too just not a Tesla. That'll show Elon. I know you have to mine thousands and thousands of pounds of earth to get the materials needed for one electric car battery, but that's a price I'm willing to pay to save the earth. And it's okay. I won't even be able to charge or drive it very much anyway thanks to rolling blackouts due to energy shortages in my blue city. It'll be perfect. Maybe one day we can all eat bugs and live in little pods and own nothing and be happy. When we can't afford to own anything anymore, the government will be able to take care of us. And they never mess anything up at all. 
It'll be great. Oh, that reminds me. Can you give the government even more power? I only want it because conservatives don't want it. They say it's silly to believe that you, a bearded man, will give me free stuff. They're just being bigots. Guys with beards promising free stuff has always worked so well in the past. I understand if you can't get me everything I want this year. If you're too stressed and busy, please just donate all my gifts to Ukraine. I don't think we've given them enough money so far. Happy holidays, Santics. I hope you enjoy the ethically sourced soy milk and bug protein cookies I'm leaving out just for you. And bug protein cookies. <clears throat> okay, so a uh, slight change of topic, but it's related. It's related. So since I was just saying, somebody actually did a study. It was a United States and uh, UK university study that found that biological males do perform better than females. It doesn't matter what they identify as. That's basically what the study said. Okay. Now, on that note, see, there's a lot of things that we're told by people. It's pushed on us, and we know it's ridiculous. And sometimes people just have to experience it to understand it's ridiculous. To give you an example of that, I've got several stories here of liberals in liberal cities, including liberal-run cities where it's the city council member or the mayor who is saying, we need more police. Why? Because they tried to defund and get rid of the police and bring in social workers instead of calling the police. So if you had a, a, a problem, you would call 911 and they would send a social worker. And lo and behold, crime went up. Gosh, really? And so after a few of these people got mugged, they started demanding more police. Sometimes people just have to live it. Now, a, a while back, I think it was earlier this year. There was a young lady who was, she put up a TikTok video and she was just really disappointed because every time she went on a date with a fellow liberal, she would, some liberal guy would ask her out, they would go out and she was just always disappointed because they're just not masculine. Don't look at me. That's what she said. I didn't say that. She said that. And when she did go out on a date with a guy that she found very attractive because they were masculine, it annoyed her because they were always conservative. All right. So earlier this morning, I just have to play this again. This young lady here, young college age young lady, she put this up on social media. So I'm going to play the audio. And when I look at her, I, I can tell you she is just got the sweetest smile, a very pretty young lady. And she came to a conclusion. Now, she was raised in East L.A., being raised in East L.A. with, uh, you know, that that's liberalville, very liberalville. And so that's the point of view that she comes from. And so she was asked out by a guy who she describes as very masculine. Listen to how she puts it very carefully to the very beginning thing that she says here. Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA. Hang on, before I get it. <clears throat> I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I just thought she, I just thought that was great. Anyway. Guys, I went on a date this week and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of LA and if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of LA, you know, it's, it's people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who, you know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. But what I will say is that 
I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guys guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guys guy is usually not my type. Like, I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with, like, a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guys guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just, it sort of activated something feral in me. I'm not going to lie. He went to like another bar and he went, he was going to go to the bathroom. So I was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night. Of course, I'm going to pay for the next round. But as he's going to leave for the bathroom, he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes, here's my card. Get us whatever. So she goes on here for a bit. I mean, there's there's a lot more to this. And again, you got to watch the video. She is just the prettiest, sweetest young lady there. I like the way she that she said it just sort of happened in some organic, really California kind of talk there. You know, very liberal California, Southern California talk. He was uh, not only very masculine, but at the same time, not only paid for everything, he's opening doors for her. He's being very much the traditional gentleman at the same time. And this blew her away and really swept her off her feet. She just loved it. She just thought it was fantastic. Sometimes what we're taught by, and I'm going to use extremists in this case, there are people out there who uh, bring things to such an extreme, it ruins it for everybody else. And sometimes it needs a little bit of a slap of reality. For those people who are doing the defund the police thing, it worked real well until you got mugged, right? Yeah. For those people who talk about toxic masculinity, with the lady I described first and then this young lady I just played the audio from, uh, that sounds really great until they finally meet someone who is just a, as she put it, a real bro's bro. Just a guy. Just a, a, a really decent guy. He's masculine. Yes, he's conservative. He's polite. He has manners. And yet he's still just a very cool guy. And it just swept her off her feet, which, as she said, the feminism just drained out of her. Now, again, don't don't look at the radio that way. Don't look at me. If you want to discuss this, I haven't said what my opinion was. I'm just telling you what she said. Kind of blew her away, didn't it? Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Whether Glenn Woods National on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show. talk about government waste and they'll laugh about it. Oh, isn't that funny? Isn't that cute? Your government spent money on that? No, it's not funny as far as I'm concerned, but okay. Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky, released his annual Christmas Festivus report Friday for the ninth year in a row, counting $900 billion in government waste. Among notables... The National Institute of Health allocates funds to study Russian cats on treadmills. Photos of Barbies were utilized as identification to obtain COVID relief funds. The Department of Defense, $169 million of outdoor stored military gear. $6 million went towards tourism in Egypt 
by the United States Agency for International Development. <clears throat> and the Small Business Association Administration provided about $200 million in struggling music artists such as Post Malone, Chris Brown, and Lil Wayne. Struggling music card. Okay. Up to $30 trillion in debt in 2022. We're well over that. The, doubt of, the debt now amounts to $34 trillion, the report also highlights. Rand Paul says, who's to blame for our crushing level of debt? Everybody. This year, members of both parties in Congress voted to raise the debt ceiling, which empowered the government to borrow an unlimited amount of money in 2024. As Congress spends... And it's rewarded in favors to industry pet projects. American taxpayers are forced to pay the price through record high inflation, crippling interest rates. He added the same big spenders team up yet again to continue spending Americans' hard-earned money to foreign countries and funding endless wars, all the while ignoring our poor southern border. Rand's report highlights government spending includes accepting Barbie doll photos to obtain COVID relief funds. Accepting Barbie doll photos to obtain COVID relief funds. As a portion of the $800 billion allocation in Paycheck Protection Program, other expenses highlighted were $659 billion for national debt interest, $33.2 million for transgender monkey research. Pause. I'm going to do that again. $33.2 million for transgender monkey research. That's your government spending money. And yet when people like me want to cut back on spending, why? You're just an extremist. Oh, wait a second. Uh, somewhere. Okay. I'm just going to. This is what auto says. Okay. Micah, you there? I'm here. Okay, what you got for me? Well, it is amazing how the universe gives you little signals all around so yeah. that when it hits you personally, you can take it personally. Sure. My little dog, Boo, had to have his leg amputated okay. um, day before yesterday. And I spent probably a good hour and a half looking up little doggy um, cart things and, you know, extra ramps that we might have to get for them and everything. And I thought, you know, no, I have been watching all of these things about, um, like the horse racing type things for the native Indians where they teach the warriors how not to be afraid and to right. really take their chances and, and get out their inner strength and everything. And there would be little documentaries on animals and, you know, how they just kind of judge things out for themselves and figure it all out and everything. So I thought, no, just wait until he actually comes home and see what he needs. It was so good because within a day, I just picked him up last night and they were telling me, you know, he's going to be kind of groggy and all this kind of stuff. Well, that little guy, I mean, he is jumping right back up on the sofa. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he comes home, he's running around, he's doing his own little thing. And I started thinking, you know, if we would do that with people, you know, and there's all these commercials now, like like with the uh, the uh, veterans that, you know, are amputees and stuff. And, right. you know, yeah. then they show them out there, you know, playing basketball, you know, doing 
bicycling, you know, all these kinds of things. And I thought, you know, just in general, if we would let people still go to their potential these days, and we don't, we stifle it. And I thought, you know, we're raised now just to keep looking at things to make everything helpful Mm -hmm. along the way, when in fact, our helpfulness probably inhibits a lot of the success that can be going on. And then last week, I was up in Chugwater, and I was talking to a lady about a kid with special needs. And again, you know, this this one person, a teacher, who saw a potential there and was just patient and just, you know, let the kid kind of go at his own pace. And this kid is now doing stuff that, you know, they never thought that he would do. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I really think that maybe for this coming year, we should all stop trying to rule what everybody else is capable or not capable of doing mm-hmm. and let them excel. Yeah. Let them go with yeah. it. That's one of the reasons why I can't stand that we, the, the idea that we're supposed to be so extra careful and walk on eggshells because we might say something that could offend somebody else. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, if I'm doing something that's bothering you, um, ignore me. Get over it. You know, quit being so right. offended by every little thing because I think that it it fosters weakness as well. But I think I've also told on the air there was uh, someone I was dating back when I lived in Tampa some years ago, and she took me to meet her uncle. Her uncle looked like Stephen Hawking's. He's in a wheelchair, all curled up, just like Stephen Hawking's yeah. was. Her uncle is one of the most successful lawyers in Tampa Bay has a huge firm that he owns and runs. He's been that way most of his life. And I walked out of there thinking, I have zero excuses. If this guy can achieve all of that coming from pretty much nothing, and he's in that condition, what excuse do I have? So, yeah, I don't tend to, I don't know, when when someone shows up uh, with any kind of a handicap, I get it's tough. I get it that it's tough. But don't play the weakness card with me. You know, and don't tell me you're offended and hurt by every little thing and act like damage was done to you. That's irreparable harm. Stand up, get tough, handle it. Yeah. Well, you know, even just last night, um, I was talking to, to some veterans and, you know, one of them was talking about the importance of really being connected to your inner child, uh-huh. you know, and things that you wanted to do as a kid, you know, can't you still do them? You know, or you, you knew what your limitations were. You you knew yourself. And, you know, a lot of problems now are people don't know themselves. So they go to all these doctors, they go to all these shrinks, they go to all these, you know, whatevers out there to try to find themselves when in reality, if they would just take some time mm-hmm. and just kind of go back and think back to when they were a kid and what they were capable of doing and what their thought processes yeah. were to achieve whatever their little desires were at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but we lose that along the way. Yeah. So, yeah. I did see, anyway. I, I'll leave you with this, and I did see a meme, which I thought was a great one. When we were little kids, we would fall off our bike, hurt ourselves, and get right back up on the bike and keep going. <laughs> But as adults, we're afraid to even get on the bike because we might fall off and hurt ourselves. Well, and look how many, you know, and maybe they should be there yeah. in reality. But look at how many sports, even even mm-hmm. young people's sports today, 
they have the local ambulance there during right. the game in just case in somebody case, gets yeah. hurt. Just rub you some know? dirt in it. I mean, yeah, we're good. We're just so overkill. <laughs> yeah. But well, anyway, you have a Merry Christmas. You too. I hope you don't have to slip and slide all the I way home. I am going to try not to. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight forty nine is the time. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Cambino is waiting by. So let's head down to Colorado to the zoo, Frank. And there at the zoo, there are, well, there's a female orangutan. Okay. And the female orangutan has living with her in that big area where everybody can watch them. Two males, one older male, one younger guy. Okay. Okay, so she has a baby. Okay. They don't know whose baby it is. Oh, I've uh, heard this story. Yeah. So, so they call in some experts. All of the DNA tests and so on are done. And then, in order to reveal whose baby it is, they call in Maury Povich. Yes. <laughs> the man who determines uh, yes. everything with Wh- children. And yes. Whether you owe child support or not, that yeah. <laughs> would be Maury Povich. You're the yes. mom. He was happy enough to do He was being presented some daytime Emmy Award thing for right. lifetime achievement, you know. And after for that? Yeah, I don't know. No, not for that. No. I should hope For not. his whole career, which oh, I yeah. still wouldn't have done. But anyway, so he was nice enough back in the green room to go ahead and open up the envelope in front of a, just like he does on his television yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I thought, whoever thought about that for the zoo, brilliant man. Okay, so now, just so you know, Maury Povich ended his show in 2022. Okay. Still married to Connie Chung. Okay. Oh, and yeah. He, he still does social media. Uh, Maury is worth about $80 million. $80 million. He also, besides his television show, decided he could make money on the side endorsing home DNA kits. Well, of course. That's right yes. up his, yeah. his alley. Want to know who owes you child support? Yes. Maury Povich. Yeah, of recommends. course. Yeah. Men's college hoops from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys lost to UTEP at the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso, 78-67. It's an ugly game. 52 fouls called, 67 free throws. That is unwatchable. Plus, the folks were had a poor shooting night at 34% from the floor. Brendan Wenzel and Sam Griffin went a combined 4 of 21 from the floor. UTEP rang up 53 points in the second half to get to 8-5. and five. The Cowboys are now 7-5, and five, and they will be on the road at BYU a week from tomorrow. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team defeated Wright State in Las Vegas yesterday afternoon, 71-61, as Douglas High School grad Allison Verdig with a double-double, 21 points and 10 rebounds. The Cowgirls are 5-5 five and five on the year and shot 52% from the floor, but also turned the ball over 18 times. UW back in action this afternoon in Vegas. They'll take on Eastern Washington at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Our latest wildpreps.com basketball polls are off for the boys in 4A. Cheyenne Central rated number one. Cheyenne East two, Laramie three, and Natrona four, and Riverton five. Over in in 3A, Douglas is rated first, followed by Powell, Thermopolis, Lovell, and Buffalo. Wright is the new number one team in 2A boys, with Tongue River second, Wyoming Indian third, Bighorn fourth, and Lusk fifth. And in 1A, Upton rated first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. In the girls' basketball pool, Cheyenneese is rated number one in 4A, Cody second, Campbell County third, Sheridan fourth, Laramie fifth. Douglas leads the ranks in 3A girls, followed by Buffalo, Mountain View, Powell, and Pinedale. In 2A, Tongue River, the top-rated team, Wyoming Indian second, Rocky Mountain 
third, Pine Bluffs fourth, Sundance fifth, and finally in 1A, Copeville number one, followed by Upton, Burlington Southeast, and Little Snake River. Our WyoPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced for the boys. It's Rock Springs wrestler Brock Fletcher, who won 6-0 in the Whirlwind Tournament last week, and the girls' winner was Pinedale basketball player Ellen Bowers, who threw in 39 points in their 55-14 win over Evanston at the Flaming Gorge Tournament in Sweetwater County. Nominations for this week's Athletes of the Week start today and go through Monday morning. Use the WyoPreps mobile app or log on to WyoPreps.com to get started. That's it in sports. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to step up and do a better job at getting rid of that getting rid of that coffee cake downstairs. Well, there's still plenty. You, you of know, it I, I I only realized this. Yeah. You know, there's only three of us here today. That's right. Yeah, so that's it. I can't have that sitting here all the way through. I mean, Tuesday. let's put it this way. If you leave and it's uh, still there and yes. Mary leaves and it's still there, then I will take it home. Okay, that works. Good. So it will get a good home. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. There's no doubt about that. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm the king yeah. of leftovers. Oh, good. Oh, okay. See, that's how Frank really survives. If oh, oh yes. Yeah, he just goes to parties, finds the leftovers. Everybody's, please take it home. Oh, absolutely, I will. They're, yeah. they're like handing you 15 bucks nowadays. Take it. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we got to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. I have plenty more to talk about in the next hour. Some of it fun, some of it not. But, of course, you're always able to step in, change the subject if you want. That's fine by me. 888-97-WOODS, a phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes to our jewish friends happy hanukkah and to the atheists out there may the big bang be with you and if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat remember best of us is for the rest of us words is the number that's triple eight ninety seven w o o d s let's write another liberal letter to santa claus dear santa wow i can't believe it's already time for me to write you another letter as a biden voter I want to wish you tidings of comfort and joy. While I wish misery and sadness on anyone who doesn't do exactly what I want them to. Because that's what the holidays are all about. I hope you don't mind if this letter is a little longer than the last one I wrote you. I just feel like I've been extra compliant this year, so I deserve to have a longer wish list than usual. And besides, I was promised so much last year, but here I sit a year later, having gotten none of what I asked for. Last year, I told you all I wanted was student loan forgiveness, reparations, cheaper groceries and gas, and just to get back to normal. Maybe my letter got mixed up with all the mail-in ballots from the most free and fair election of all time. I know you're busy, and I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not mine either. Like all the other failures in my life, myself chief among them, I'll just blame it on the people I don't like instead. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what I want this year. First... Can I get a gift card for a year's worth of manicures? I've broken so many nails furiously ripping I did that stickers off every gas pump I use these days. I don't understand why those conspiracy theorists think the president can influence the gas prices. He can't. Which is why when he tapped our own oil reserves and lowered gas prices by a few pennies, I made sure to give him credit for that immediately. Speaking of a few pennies, I took the 16 cents the Democrats saved me on my 4th of July cookout and I'm going to donate them to the Salvation Army tomorrow. 
Ever since I heard about their Let's Talk About Racism guide, I just knew they'd use the money to help people regardless of their skin color. Told you I'm a good person. Since I don't have a car now, I've had to ride the bus everywhere. And even though I wore my mask every day and rolled up my sleeves every time, I still got a breakthrough infection. I know, I know, no big deal. It's just like the breakthrough infections everyone gets after their measles, mumps, and meningitis shots. Just means it's working. But even though it's working so well, the third thing I'd like to ask for this year is a lifetime supply of Band-Aids. I have a feeling I might need them for the future things I'll be ordered to take. And I'll take them without question because I care about my health. Okay, the last thing I want to ask for this year, Santa, isn't even for me. It's for the moderators and fact-checkers of social media. They've been working so hard to silence the truth. I mean, to give their opinion. I mean, to fight fake news. Can you give them a raise? They deserve it. Anyway, I know this is a long letter and I'm almost done, I promise. But I wanted to ask you just one question. Who is Brandon? And why are all the people I hate cheering for him so much? If you could fill me in, I'd appreciate it. Okay, my hand is tired now. This is the most work I've done all year. Merry Christmas. I mean, happy holidays. I mean, happy whatever doesn't offend me today. Sincerely, Rhett Arted, Simzer. Government pincushion number 26,493,175. P.S. Can you stop saying ho, ho, ho? It's very disrespectful to the vice president. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D. I want to get really quick back here. I was having and very. I was going to say good time. That's not correct. Interesting time. Reading from Rand Paul's uh, Festivus report, and man, did they have a lot of stuff in it that I couldn't. When you read the oh god, how do we even do this? When you read the Festivus report, it bothers me that there are a lot of reporters and anchors who will laugh as they read about all the government waste that's out there. As if isn't this so funny? Isn't this so keen that we have all of this government waste here? Look at the stupid things they're spending money on, including a study on transgendered monkeys. I am not kidding about that. With, and he, he cited $900 billion in government waste, but of course there's a lot more than that. As we get close to the end of the year, which believe it or not, that's right around the corner. That's not far away. As we get close to the end of the year, more of these government waste reports are going to come out. Yet, when someone calls, especially if they're in Congress, calls for an actual reduction in spending, even by the last time government tried to reduce any kind of spending, it was a mere 1% of the budget. That's it. And the name calling, I mean, these people were a bunch of extremists and they wanted people to die in the streets and how dare you try to cut, you don't care about kids and you don't care about disease because they tried to cut a mere 1%. Now, a few years ago, we were taking a look at our nation's highways and noticing what a mess they were, the interstate system and so on. And so, of course, government wanted to raise taxes to pay for a redo of our highways, coast to coast. Even Obama talks about shovel-ready jobs and things like that. Now, of course, most of the money they did come up with was wasted. A lot of it was spent on projects. Like there was one, there was like a District 30-something that was in Arizona that got several hundred million dollars, and the district doesn't exist. 
There was another place that I think it was in Nevada where they were going to put a railing around a lake. And it turns out the road doesn't exist, the lake doesn't exist, there is no railing. But it got a bunch of money. This is your government for you when it comes to spending money. I went and did some, just a little bit of digging one morning. And I came up with enough government waste to pay to repair our interstate highway system. Think about that. Within just a couple of hours during the course of a morning, in looking at the budget for the federal government, I came up with, and all I really did, I cheated a little bit. I went to websites that named government waste. And I looked at how much money was estimated to repair America's interstate highway system, not just the pavement, but the bridges too. So let's take a look at digging ditches and putting in culverts and so on. How much did they estimate that that was going to cost? Then I went and took a look at how much is estimated in government waste. And if we got rid of the waste, we could redo our entire highway system without raising any kind of taxes. But when someone steps up and says something like that, you see how they're treated. So some attitudes in Washington, D.C. have to change. But those attitudes are not going to change until the attitudes of the voters change. And voters across America, we just keep reelecting the same people over and over again. And so until we wise up and start electing a better breed of people, well, we're getting everything we deserve, aren't we? Because I can sit here and blame the politicians and the bureaucrats, and they're certainly at fault. But let's not forget, they had to be voted in in the first place. 915, wake up. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's your time. It's Wake Up My All Means. So we have to get this out of the way real quick here. Um, Scottish battery factory goes bust in fresh blow to UK's net zero industry. That and some wind turbines that are not being used and others that will not be built. It's happening in America, too. Uh, AMTE Power, a high-performance battery developer, has called in administrators in a fresh blow to the British net zero industry. This is part of what I mean by these people who want to go net zero or uh, negative you know, emissions like our governor here in Wyoming. You're not going to be able to do this for a whole host of reasons, but this is part of it. The company warned in the summer it was in financial trouble. Of course it did, even though they're getting all sorts of subsidies. Isn't it interesting how that always works out? An investor pulled the plug on fresh funding after plans to build a new plant was scrapped. They also said the stock market noticed the board had no other options uh, but to secure finance in time for, well, to make it available so they could continue doing business, but they couldn't do it. It was said that the advisory administrator had to find buyers and trading if his uh, shares were suspended. The company, which is based in Oxfordshire, I think it is, but has its main operations, well, it explains where, 
had a long developing history of developing lithium cells, making some of the first examples in 1990. However, it had been, well, recording a pretty big loss, even after the government subsidies. So there's another out of business, this time not here in the United States. But then, tipping point. Now, I love whenever we reach some kind of a milestone, because the cult of climate change is always kicking the can down the road telling us this horrible thing is going to happen by this date. And that date comes and goes, and we call them out. Hey, we're here. It didn't happen. And so they kick the can further down the road. The latest, Siberia feels the heat. It's frozen peat bog the size of France and Germany combined, containing billions of tons of greenhouse gas. And for the first time since the Ice Age, it's melting. A vast expanse of western Siberia is undergoing unprecedented thawing. Now, this was the headline. Let me see if I got the date. A few years ago. Here we go. Uh, August 2005. That was the headline. Researchers who have been recently uh, returned to the region found an area of permafrost spanning millions of kilometers. The size of France and Germany combined, all melting away. Well, okay. That was August 2005. There was supposed to be a tipping point. Siberia feels the heat. The article continues on. All right. So as indicated by a PowerPoint presentation recently that was given uh, at a climate conference, that area is still frozen over. In other words, it went through a warming period for a while and it got kind of mushy up there. But now it's frozen again. So what happened here? That wasn't supposed to happen because the prediction in the story is that this was all supposed to be melted away by a certain date. They set a date and time when this was all supposed to have been thought out. That date and time came and went and it is still not thought out. In fact, it's colder up there right now. Now, it'll go back and forth. Here's something that I have... um, Every so often I bring this up, talk to people about it. I had thought about this years ago, and then I started asking and looking into it. And some people have a bit of a trouble wrapping your head around it, but I don't think most of you folks will. Let's go back before the last Ice Age. Before the last Ice Age, this planet did not have any polar ice caps or much in the way of any kind of ice anywhere. And because all of that was in the ocean, the seas were much higher. That's why, in part, one of the reasons why Wyoming was underwater. We were at a much lower altitude then, and there was more seawater. Now, for those people who make the argument, if you melt a cup of ice, the ice melts. The water level doesn't change. Yes, but Antarctica is a continent covered in ice. If all of that snow and ice melts and gets into the off the continent and into the ocean, the sea levels will rise. Same thing for Greenland. Uh, the whole northern hemisphere that's in permafrost, if that melts out, glaciers all over the world. Okay. So you're not accounting for the ice that's on ground. When that melts and gets into the oceans, the levels will rise. So before the last ice age, this planet did not have any polar ice caps, which is actually pretty common for planet Earth. Then an ice age hit. Nearest we can tell, about 20,000 years ago-ish, that ice age began to end. It didn't end. It began to end. 
we're still in it. We still have glaciers. We still have permafrost. We still have a north and south pole that are frozen. Okay? That's what's left from the last ice age. It's still melting away. And it doesn't melt at an even pace. Sometimes, like, for example, go back to the times of the Greeks and Romans. Things were a lot warmer than today. Things were a lot warmer than today. That's why the Vikings moved on to Greenland, because Greenland was green at the time. So Vikings moved there and started settlements with livestock. They made wine out of the grapes that they grazed and so on. Then things got cold. We went into what was called a little ice age, and things got cold again. The Vikings had to leave Greenland, which wasn't green anymore. In London, on the Thames River, they used to throw a party every year because the Thames would freeze over completely. But then ice started to melt again. So while the last ice age is still retreating, it retreats not evenly. Sometimes it actually gains ground, then it moves away. Back and forth it goes as it slowly retreats over a very long period of time. That's natural climate change. So as people take a look at a changing climate and say, well, this permafrost is melting in this area, and if it continues at this rate by this date, it's going to be completely melted. Well, that didn't happen. It refroze. Well, that's not what they predicted. There's times that, in fact, it was predicted that the North Pole would be completely ice-free in the summertime by now. And that hasn't happened. Or maybe someday it will. But right now, that hasn't happened yet. So the last ice age is still ending. It just is taking its time doing it. And it doesn't do it at a steady pace. And sometimes, the melting gains ground. Sometimes it loses ground. And we have more ice. Back and forth as goes. Isn't it interesting the way that works? Nothing ever, never exactly works out the way the predictions are that they're supposed to work out. But then again, that's climate for you, where nothing stays the same and everything remains pretty much unpredictable. All right, coming up on some local news that we have to take care of, we're going to roll into that to update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it again. The last thing I got to do, for those people who love to hear this, I want to hear it one last time. Funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of my teepee is coming up right after we get done with the weather report. Because, yeah, every year you guys beg for it. And I'm happy to play for you. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. For not a lot of money. Especially for not just the manager, but the employees there. Oh, my Lord. It's really difficult work for not a lot of money. And when it gets to Christmas time, these people are working some very long hours with a lot of people, a lot of customers. And you can imagine what they have to put up with. Yeah. yeah, there's some real jerks out there. So if you would, please, keep in mind that these people are doing their best really long hours with a lot of really annoying customers. It is hard work. Other than that, 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Mary and I were talking about this. We've decided that today is basically Christmas Eve, and so is Saturday and Sunday. We've just started Christmas Eve now. I mean, why not just go ahead and launch into it, right? Okay. Every year at this time, I get asked to play the song multiple times. I did write up an article where you can find out where this song came from. It is a elder of a tribe in South Dakota. He's a medicine man. Who wrote this song? Funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee There's a funny fat man in a silly red suit Stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the air No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him in Not no fun Skinning his deer and grandpa's cooking up the meat from the funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in the smoke hole of our teepee. Ho, 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 he thinks he's talking in the end. No, 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 ain't no way we'll let him in. Not no funny fat man in the silly red suit stuck in this holiday just so you know there's a bunch of us that are going up to meet a friend who's got a place in buffalo with a beautiful view her house her front porch faces the mountains up in buffalo gorgeous area and so a bunch of us are going to go up we're meeting from different parts of wyoming and we're gonna have a little christmas get together there so that's just part of the weekend there Hopefully, not too much snow. Keep with us because we'll keep you abreast of that weather. It looks like it won't be all that bad, but still it's going to impact travel in some ways, just so you know. And then Miss Mary and I have both Monday and Tuesday off. And the big reason for also taking Tuesday off 
is because I realized just by experience over the years, when Tuesday rolls around, the day after Christmas, there is not going to really be anything happening in the news at all. I mean, just nothing's going to be going on. Unless something really big happens, nothing's going to be going on. So with nothing going on in the news, and of course most of you will be out as well, listener-wise and so on, I'll see you Wednesday. Now, for those who want to catch up on the shows you might have missed, and I appreciate that, Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. And once you open it, you from the Wake Up Wyoming app, you touch On Demand, touch Wake Up Wyoming, select the episode that you want. It's free to listen to. And it's condensed, getting rid of news, sports, weather, some of the commercials, to make it a whole lot easier to listen to rather than a whole four-hour show. And you can listen anytime you want for free. Stop it, start it, pause it, rewind it, share it with friends. Have yourself a great Christmas. Wake up, Wyoming. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank Gambino's television watching list for the weekend includes what sporting events? Football. Okay. College basketball. Yeah. College football. Pro okay. football. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Now I'm not watching pickleball. No, okay. No. Do, do they have that on television? Oh, yes, they do. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, do you what? Do you plan this out or are you just? No, no, no. It's 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 random. Yeah, okay. You know, by the time, you know, I you, you visit people or people are visiting you or you got some yeah. downtime, you know, uh, it, it is, it is total, <clears throat> totally random. Totally. So you flip through until you find out that looks good. Yeah. And you watch that till you're bored with it. Then you go on to the next one. Yeah. And then after that, you know what? I, you know, depending on the weather, you know, like for the weekend, I'll take, okay. a, I'll, I'll go for a walk. Oh, nice. Okay. Now, what was that channel I, uh, the red zone or something like that. Yeah, NFL red zone. Yeah, that I thought was a good idea for a channel. Yeah, because they just flash between games. Here's a scoring play. Here's a scoring play. Here's a scoring play. And it just yeah. keeps going around, and around, and around. And it's there's no. I mean, it's quick. It's fast. Yeah. It's, you know, quick information, quick visuals. Boom, 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 and move on. So for all those people who are interested in keeping up on different games, but there's no way you can watch them all. That's the ticket. Now, do you hang out at the red zone? No. Okay. <laughs> See, I thought that you would after what you just said, the way you yeah. described well, it. No, there. no, I, I have watched it before. Yeah. Most Sundays, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm here working on the in the office working on I high know. school stuff. I've walked so, in and seen you doing that. Yeah, so then, then, I'll, then I'll catch, you know, like, you know, Red Zone at night. I got you. you. Know, or, you know, or, or just, you know, have somebody record it for me or just say, yeah. here, here it is, you know. <clears throat> okay. See, be, these, this is different from the days when we had just like three channels. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, we have 3,000. Yes, that's right. And you, what was on, what game were you going to watch? Well, there was usually one game on. Yeah, that was on it, the, yeah. Yeah, on the three channels. Yeah. It was a game. And maybe on Saturday you might find two channels with one had football, one had basketball. Mm -hmm. But you were at the mercy of what the network was doing. Now you can watch whatever you want. Well, for that matter, and this is what really is interesting to me, is if you decide, well, I don't really like the pro games, I'll go watch college. Or if you know how to work your Internet, you can go find a high school game. Pretty much. 
You can, you can, literally, you can okay. watch anything you want. Local games being played this weekend? Uh, no, everyone's going really. to for the, for the, the be, they'll be figured, off for the yeah. holiday break. Yeah, I kind of figured that the last games that you were, or the ones you're about to talk about, were kind of done because everybody's got to hit the road for the holidays before the weather gets here. Yes, or just, you know, just stay home and... Uh, just kind of chill out with the family and yeah. heal those wounds because these are athletes and being an athlete hurts. Yeah, and they need some downtime, yeah. yes. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys losing to UTEP at the Sun Bowl Tournament in El Paso last night, 78-67. It was just an ugly game. 52 fouls called, 67 free throws. That makes the basketball unwatchable. Plus, the Pokes had a poor shooting game at 34%. Brendan Wenzel and Sam Griffin win a combined 4 of 21 from the floor. UTEP uh, rang up 50 three points in the second half, so they're eight and five. The Cowboys are seven and five. And next up for UW will be a road game at BYU a week from tomorrow. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team back in action this afternoon in the Las Vegas tournament. They'll take on Eastern Washington at 1 p.m. this afternoon. The Cowgirls be Wright State yesterday in Vegas, 71-61, as Douglas High School grad Allison Furtig got 21 points and 10 rebounds. UW shot 52% from the floor, but also turned the ball over <clears throat> 18 times. Our latest wildpreps.com basketball poll is out, and for the boys in 4A, Cheyenne Central rated 1, Cheyenne East 2, Laramie 3, and the Toronto 4, and Riverton 5. Over in 3A, Douglas rated first, followed by Powell, Thermopolis, Lovell, and Buffalo. Wright is the new number 1 team in 2A boys, with Tongue River 2nd, Wyoming Indian 3rd, Bighorn 4th, and Lusk 5th. And in 1A, Upton ranked first, followed by Saratoga, Cokeville, Farson, Eden, and Southeast. In the girls' basketball poll, Cheyenne East rated first in 4A, Cody 2nd, Campbell County 3rd, Sheridan 4th, and Laramie 5th. Douglas leads the ranks in 3A girls, followed by Buffalo Mountain View, Paul and Pinedale in 2A girls. Tongue River is the top-rated team. Wyoming Indians second. Rocky Mountain third. Pine Bluffs fourth. Sundance fifth. And in 1A girls, Cokeville number one, followed by Upton, Burlington, Southeast, and Little Snake River. Our WildPreps.com Athletes of the Week have been announced. For the boys, it's Rock Springs wrestler Brock Fletcher, who went 6-0 and at the Warland Tournament earlier this month. And the girls' winner was Pinedale basketball player Ellen Bowers, who threw in 39 points in their win over Evanston in the Flaming Gorse Tournament in Sweetwater County. Nominations for this week's Athlete of the Week. Start today and then go through Monday morning. Use the WyoPreps mobile app or log on to WyoPreps.com to get started. That's it in sports. So here's what I was thinking really is a, a tough... And it would talk about pressure around yeah. Christmas time. So imagine one year you think of just like the greatest Christmas present ever mm-hmm. for somebody. What are you going to do next year? you got to top that. And you can't. No, that's why you need to level it out. You know, you don't want to buy these people a Mercedes Benz. No, no, no. But I mean, even if you just, it doesn't have to be Mercedes. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just, that was the coolest gift ever. And you peaked. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all downhill. It's like, uh, to give a sports analogy, your team wins the Super Bowl. Well, they did like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And you're waiting for that to happen again. And you're still waiting. You're still waiting, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, I just don't want anyone to show up this year thinking, wow, he got me such a great present last year. I can't wait to see what he gets me this year. It's not going to be that. It's not going to have. I peaked last year. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry, folks. You know what? If it's a really good one, I say that's your present for this year and next year, too. That's it. You know something? It's a two-year present. That's right. I showed you once how much I like you. Don't expect me to say it again. Yes. All right. Thank you, Frank. Have Have a great great day. Merry Christmas to you. All right, folks, coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. Have yourself a wonderful Christmas. We'll be back on Wednesday with a new show for you. It's Wake Up Wyoming.